Oh, it's recording. It's recording. It's oh. already on. So, um, today was real stressful because. Wait, don't tell me why it was real stressful. We have to start. Oh, sorry. The show. <laughs> the show is starting. You're seeing it at the men. <gasps> what's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff? So there's uh, a real I echo. haven't sung at the Met since I was a kid. Well, and who did you sing at the Met for? I uh, sang uh, for James Levine. They were looking for young men to replace the young men that they were having, that they had here as part of their, like, youth and, program. And you okay? Was I okay? With James? He didn't yeah. get you alone or anything? No, no. No? All right. We, we had, a, had a whole group of us. Yeah. Oh, to be the spirits in the Magic Flute. And because they wanted different boys for the telecast with Kathleen Battle. But as it turned out, we were on tour anyway, so we didn't do it. But... Hey, I lucky for you. What was scary was that... That he was there. That no, was I, I wasn't scared. Uh, not yet. I had already sung for a bunch of old maestros that uh -huh. I wasn't scared of. Uh -huh. Seiji and Court and the others. Famous. Famous. Well, not as, yes. but, you know. More. And then... What was crazy was that I think I did get a bit nervous because I was singing the top spirit part, and then in the middle of the of the sing through, he was like, "I would like you to sing the second spirit part." So I quickly had to just sight read the second part. And I'm sure you were fine. I was fine. I bet you absolutely were. Well, we are in the ballet studio in the bowels of the Met. It's very opera house. Metropolitan Opera House. It's very <laughs> fan of the opera when she gets like taken all the way down into the catacombs. And um, we're here with Anthony Roth Costanza. Costanza. I've never done it right. I always like to put, I always, I always want to say Constanza. You really do. I really want to. And I, I think always, that's fine. I always, it's fine. I always want to do it. It means but it's, constancy in Italian. It, which is I mean. know. And it is. It, it is. It is. What sign are seen, you again? I'm a Taurus. <gasps> What's like Jeremy. Mean? Really? Him and Jeremy are exactly the same. They've nev never yeah. met two more of the same people. <laughs> Just completely alike. But well, you know what they both are? Pleasure. They're both very diligent. They're both they, up and working all day long. work, 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 work. Really? No, 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 no. Work, work, Anthony work, 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 work. She is a real... And I just saw Anthony at the Slave Play premiere. We did. We were and, there. And we were like, wait, you have to come back on the pod mm -hmm. because <gasps> you're here at the Metropolitan Opera House. Oh my gosh, Anthony, thank you for being a part of our because pod family. I feel like we, I was there at the beginning and I also live with you. So I'm like, you know, what? it's been years since I've been on the Nowadays, pod. Nowadays, if I see people who I haven't seen in a while and... I just assume that they know my cancer story because I'm like, well, you didn't listen to the pod. Right. You're like, it's in the Anthony Roth Constanza um, <laughs> episode where we, where the, you both share your C stories. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, about your C sections. That's right. Cut it out. I was a C section. I know. That's why you're kind of happier person. But were Anthony, you? were you a C section? I was not. I no. came out the badge. Yeah. And I, but I bet you were just like, just like, <laughs> <laughs> just, just like, gotta work. Just, gotta get, gotta get to that email. Like, yeah. like, came on out and you were like, someone hand me a Blackberry. Yeah. In the old yeah. days. In the old like, days. Yeah, yeah. I don't even think they had Blackberries when I was born. I'm, I you know. Have. Why are, why are you here now? Here we well, are at the Metropolitan Opera House in the ballet studio. Hi, Mark Morris. Um, <laughs> we have to have him on. I'm going to write him a letter. I know. Well, I told him we'd have him on when we saw him at Hard Nut. I was like, you're going to come on the podcast. And I shook his hand. I said, you shook my hand. It means you're going to happen. He went, oh, 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 and I just walked away. I'm going to write him a letter. Okay. 
Do go ahead. So we're here interviewing you here because... Be- well, I, we had rehearsal, but also... So we're rehearsing this opera, Akhenat, in this Philip Never heard opera. of it. Just kidding. Tell me the that I used to um, go running listening to it. It's like, the I'd best put for it running. On, well, I, I loved running. I always loved running to Philip Glass because if you run as like at the fastest... Uh, yeah. Subdivision. Yes, it's going. You can really get your heart out. But I have a question. You, how many productions have you been in here, and how many performances have you sung here? Oh, my God, that's a good question. Because I read in Jesse Norman's obituary thing, they said the number of performances she'd sung at the Met, which was only like 80 or 90 or something. Right, and I think I, think I lost count. But I think I was like up in the 30s and 40s, which is not bad. That's very far. That I is know. not bad, considering that you're 25. It's amazing, isn't it? Some boo boos on your forehead. Do is I? Is that from a hat? I don't know. No, what. she got scratched in rehearsal. I might have gotten scratched Who in rehearsal. Who scratched you? Well, we the were, sister. <laughs> there was a lot of juggling. So in Akhenaten, they <laughs> juggle a lot of things, and things are flying all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, While well, you walk slowly. Yeah, it sounds really outfits. bad. Like when the director first said in London, we did this production in London of Akhenaten. Who's the director? The director is Phelan McDermott, who I got obsessed with when I was a teenager because he directed Shock-Headed Peter. Did you remember that? Oh my God. Oh With the tiger lilies. Oh my God, yes. I don't know what that is. That people were so free. It was, it was, and I remember seeing it. It was this really pretty masterful puppet horror of, um, <laughs> of like a, a yeah. kind of British, a British fable. Isn't it British? Yeah. Headed Peter? Yeah. Who has these really long, creepy fingers. Fingernails I remember. and big hair. Yeah. Yeah. It was a great show. Yeah. Um, and anyway. Theatrical. Phelan McDermott was going to direct this Philip Glass opera and was like, I, it needs something because it's three and a half hours of Philip Glass and it's mm-hmm. about this ancient Egyptian pharaoh. And uh, <laughs> I just got, got so big. No, but it's great because hours. it's it's really manageable. It's in like three acts, forty five minutes each, and then the rest of the time is intermission time. Oh, that's okay, right? That's mm-hmm. so it's really barely two hours. Long. Yeah, it's. But, um, <laughs> yeah, why don't you just run all the way through so I can like get in, get off, get out? I yeah. mean, my God. No, you want you need that. It's you, a, you it's need a thing. these breaks. It's a thing. Well, but, you. I mean, the performers are also like backstage, like. It's, it's really hard. Where's my slippery elm? <laughs> it's harder than anything I've ever done. Okay. But Phelan, the director, was like, it needs something. And so he went into a flotation tank. Have you ever been in a flotation tank? I've seen tank? them on AbFab. Yeah. And <laughs> he, he was... I almost spit out my water so hard. Remember, there's a whole episode no. where Edwina buys one for her bathroom and she spends time in it. And what? It, and it, does she just smoke in it? There's yes. There's yeah. also she and Patsy smoke in it. And there's a scene yeah. in Tales of the City where they, Laura, in the new Tales of the City. No, old, old. I saw the old Tales of the City. There's, there's no fl- flotation tank in that. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, you know, that's not it. true. You really did. Go okay, come on. He's in that flotation tank uh-huh. and he's like juggling. And then he says to himself, that's a bad idea. And then he told us on the first day of rehearsal, juggling, and I was like, oh shit, this is gonna suck. You know, because like juggling as an idea to me is not exciting. Mm. And then there were these 10 jugglers there and this amazing, like the king of European juggling, Sean Gandini, who was like, I'm, we're just gonna, and he kind of talks like this and he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you some of what we do with our juggling. Is he Italian? He's Italian, mm. Cuban, but like grew up in some parts of Canada and okay. I don't know. 
So he started throwing balls in uh-huh. profile a la Egyptian because uh-huh. there's like mm-hmm. hieroglyphs of Egyptians juggling, which we didn't know. Mm-hmm. Phelan didn't know this when he had the idea. And then he, he... Flotation tanks will make you psychic. They will, they will. They'll teach you history. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everyone should go in a flotation tank. Don't read, get in a flotation tank. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know it all, just download the Akashic Records. It's supposedly all there. Okay, so go on. And they're throwing these balls in patterns mm-hmm. of three and four, and then the mm-hmm. pianist started playing the overture mm-hmm. of Akhenaten, mm-hmm. and I wept oh. on the first day of rehearsal because it's so good together. I have a question. Yeah. What are all the objects that are being juggled? There are balls, uh-huh. um, like white, beautiful, pristine balls, and then... Well, from afar, for stage. Yeah. And then there, <laughs> in one part that's very violent, there are clubs. Now, I have a suggestion. Here's a note. I think that they should <laughs> Here's put... Here's a note on the show I didn't They should see. put some silk scarves on the clubs or the balls so that there's fabric flying around. Well, they thought about silk scarves, and in a love duet, they juggled silk scarves. Mm. Have you ever seen silk scarves juggled? Maybe. Did you know um, that I've was absolutely a thing? seen it. I've absolutely seen it. I feel like they do it like this. Juggle. Watch, watch my hands. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They, do, they pick them wish, out of the air. I That's only right. wish you could see that leash of another, but <laughs> you can't. You'll have to picture some moments in Serenade and um, Summer Space. It's kind of like Summer Space. It right? is. Well, and that happens in Serenade as well. Oh my God. <gasps> also, remember how in Summer Space there was that step that I repeated a lot where the women mm-hmm. would do that like turn with the jumping attitude? Yes. Part. And then it kind of happened in PC2. PC2. I know. Well, it was a thought-out program. Anyhow, where'd you get your water bottle? <laughs> My water bottle's by Memo Bottle. It looks it's, like a vodka bottle, but it makes you, but you know. Is it glass or it? is it plastic? Yeah, you can clean it. It's How? plastic. So it's plastic, you gotta get a it's really, safe plastic. You have to get yeah, a wire brush. It's safe plastic. It's BPA-free. You don't need a wire brush. You put some soap inside, you, you shake, shake it, it all shake around, it. and then you clean the mouthpiece. I've seen that old If you just put Clorox in it and shook it up and rinse it Literally, the head of the New York City Ballet costume shop. That's how he washes his water bottles. Bleach. Oh, wow. Anyhow. So, <laughs> um, so today, okay, but I so move very, very slowly because you there do, are these yeah. four principles. I've seen a video, some sort of video, like trailer uh-huh. of you moving slowly with like, you know. Really good, Jack. That's Thank nice. You. Really good. Well, I mean, you know, if anyone gets a little like, eh, eh, just call me in. Can we? Sure, I can do anything. Um, I know you can. Uh, <laughs> it's, it, it's, but it, it's all, it's not just like slow-mo for the sake of slow-mo, and no. it's not like Robert Wilson. It's actually... Well, I was just about to say when you said slow-mo for the sake of slow-mo, I was going to say Bob Wilson. All right. No. But no. Okay. No. Michael Chekhov. Do you know Michael Chekhov? Of course, I teach it. You teach it. Yeah, yeah. This well, it's is, also this like is the three Siegel the four no, sisters. No, Anton Chekhov is a playwright. Oh. Michael Chekhov was a um, movement. I mean, it's this, it's this uh, theater movement uh, oh, technique, which me. is like, which theater. is it's visualizing, but it's also there's a lot of like, where's your center and what's it made out of. That's a well, and there are like theory. these these qualities, atmosphere yeah. qualities, yeah. and one of them is molding. So, like, if you're moving your hand through the air and the air is clay, what does that do to the way right. that you're moving through mm. your hand through the air? And it sounds all very like woo-woo method, no. but actually, Martha Graham resist everything, including the air. You know, it's amazing. And then there's floating, which is where the air right. moves you, right? And mm. it's like it kind of is the same sounds speed, very but very Gaga too. Oh, you know what I mean? You're taking a Gaga class? No. With Bobby, Bobby Jean Smith. Like, with Bobby Jean Smith. Did she go, you're just skin moving bones. Yes, that's did what she, she said. Did she say that one? And then was there was one. something about like the... the. Oh, I want to take the this class pussy. with you. Yes. Sorry, pussy? 
Um, there was like a hold the pussy in, and then there was like the skin moving in bones. You're just skin moving bones. I remember thinking it'd be really fun to go to a Gaga class, but like really act out what each of the thing is, because there's one also, I had a teacher and they're like, what's going on downstairs, meaning your legs, but I wanted to pretend like I had a flashlight and be like, hello, who's there? I heard someone, I've called the police, and then like pretend to go downstairs. That's what what's it is going for on me, downstairs. what's going on downstairs. Anyhow, so juggling, you're moving slow, you're molding and you're floating. I'm molding, floating, flying, radiating, and they're uh, juggling. I mean, when are you not radiating? I radiate okay, all the time. honey. Um, so, so, today. I'm elite. Why? <laughs> today was very stressful though because we're rehearsing but then they do this thing at the Met the live in HD where they're like a lot of cameras and they're filming the opera on the stage with 17 cameras and it's live in 70 countries oh, wow. and like 500,000 people happening watch to it. You. Well, it will happen to us, but today at the intermission of Turandot, which was happening on the main stage, they do this thing where they're like, and downstairs, they're rehearsing Akhenaten right now. Oh. And it's all supposed so to HD be like normal, but then they like open the door and of course it's, you know, like planned yeah, when right. they're coming They're like, in. three, two, two one, sing! Go. And, and you were like, where's my makeup person? <laughs> Get in here Actually, now. I'm wearing powder right now. Um, but I was, Wise. it was just like, <laughs> and the clubs are going, and I'm going like really slow, and then the Amazing. HD cameras come in and swarm. But you know, swarm. like, you're- <laughs> Swarm around. They swarm. And, and you felt like Madonna on the Drowned World Tour. <laughs> There's this really amazing section. I don't, I think it's this tour that Jamie, my friend Jamie Devine would make me watch. It's where she comes out of a disco ball. I'm pretty sure it's Drowned World Tour. And the disco ball opens and she does this look around the audience like, and she just looks like she's gone into the white room. Like, wow. meaning, have you ever gone in the white room when you're performing? What does that mean, gone into the white room? You're gone. You're not there anymore. I you're think, gonna sing and I perform and act and everything, but you're gone. Like well, you're, it's like in Twin Peaks, like Anthony's gone. To, is you're just your spirits in the lodge and something else is coming. No, to you. I don't. I think that's not true. I feel it like happens I'm in long running shows. Okay, like I don't when? think you've ever done it. I think with the how hard it is to do what you do, you're you, not except in my like, childhood on Broadway. When I did 18 shows a week of A Christmas Carol with Ben Vereen and Terrence Mann. I bet you went into the White Room then. Wow. I bet you did. I'm sure you did. Look who's no talking No one on Broadway to. doesn't go into the White Room <laughs> in a musical or what have you. Wait, and I have now, a question. Okay. Dorita's when was question. the last time you were worried about your vocal health? Uh, this morning? Really? Oh, Absolutely. yes. Hello. I'm worried about my vocal health at every moment of I every day. I feel like you're always in strong vocal health. Last night... Mm. I, I like my yesterday at my lunch break, I went to Gourmet Garage right here in Lincoln mm -hmm. Center and bought some nubs of ginger and ate like took a bite of the ginger, chewed That's it up so and sad. swallowed it. And then last night I was going to bed and I was like, I should have more zinc in the house. Got on a city bike, went to the open pharmacy right. and bought some zinc. What time are I, you talking? Like 1130. Sure. Oh I also feel like zinc, the zinc throat spray. You don't want to spray anything on your throat. Really? Ever. No, no. It's like going to drip down and get, no, just get a, get How a, do you feel what about zinc do you take? septic? I, well, I do either cold ease little lozenges mm -hmm. How's your stomach or deal with that? Not well. No, no. No, but queen. who cares about your stomach? Tea. Or Zycam uh, rapid melts, which are a little mm -hmm. easier on your stomach. Yeah. Like like a rapid melt. Have you tried chloroseptic and have you sprayed it on your face? <laughs> That's our question. Because we've been, uh, Reed got the gentler P50, but I got... The Biologique Recherche product the that P people like. Right, but I got That's P50 right? V1970 and he and Reed and 
one of recent episodes put on his hand, and it it is it's that says phenol in it, which is what's in chloroseptic. It smells exactly like. And you just put it on your face, and it um just strips your whole face off and gives you a you find out and what's under there. Well, that's I, what they say. I look ghastly hollows for sure, but I generally <laughs> I generally go to um a goth or shade of pale mm. as, as winter approaches. I'm like behind, I just discovered toner. Mm. And that it can do things for your skin. I think that you have that, you have tough skin. I have very tough Italian yeah. skin. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. The you don't have side. to do much. Yeah. That's so nice. It, mm, That's good. Mm, it gets like kind of young. wrinkly. You know what I mean? It will eventually. Yeah. But all of us. I just look like a skull. Jack is from Transylvania. I literally look like a skull. Yeah. I love that. That's all right. Um, okay, so but always worry about your space, vocal. But I do space, have to yeah. go to, sorry, I was going to say, yeah. because like Madonna being revealed in the disco ball, yeah. In this opera, when my first entrance, I'm revealed in a, like a sarcophagus uh-huh. and I'm completely naked. Uh-huh. And then they open both sides very, very slowly. Uh-huh. And I stand there completely naked and then walk down a flight of 12 stairs over the course of three minutes. It takes three minutes. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's like just, four bars of your feet. Da, 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 are you da, feeling da, it or are you counting? I'm counting. Well, I'm counting and feeling. Okay. Are you wearing, are you, do you have body makeup on? Well, like, uh, there's like an oil... Lipstick on my nipples? <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that a thing? Have no. you seen Showgirls? I've never seen Showgirls. I know. Anthony, but I have, there's a reason. that you've ever done that's so mean to me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, I know. not watching... I have a friend, I can't and he said, that. like, ten years ago, don't watch this movie without me. And he doesn't live in New York. And I feel beholden to him. Flyer here, and we'll where, watch where it together. Where are they? M. Blash. M has to... He's, I think he may be here now, so maybe mm. it's time. I love that. I have this deep, deep friend who I think lives here. I don't know where they live. <laughs> I'm supposed to watch it with them. It's not that. It's just you're busy, but you really have to watch it. It's okay, iconic. And it's literally a documentary about America. It's really like, and it's certainly about show business. Okay. Absolutely. But and I put anyhow, lipstick on yeah, my you nipples. you should put a little lipstick don't. on your nipples. Absolutely <laughs> you should. I don't, don't know if that works. Well, you know, they like wax my whole body. And yes. I feel like it makes my nipples Including your pink. forearms. Oh, they wax my whole body. Your whole they wax my hole as well. Do you know the first time? Okay, can I just tell you the story? So you in, should use this thing Reed got. Oh, it's like Nair, but natural, but it also probably just Nair. Does but it, it work? Just, yeah. It worked really well, and it took but off. Reed is like blonde with I'm no not, hair. I have no hair. This right. is like, you know, Italian. industrial strength. Yeah. But like when I went in London, there was this very serious, very straight guy who was doing the waxing the mm-hmm. first time. And I didn't, I'd never been waxed before. This is in the opera house. No, this wasn't in the they opera house. They sent her to a spa. To a spa. <laughs> Can you imagine? But it was like, Can we, okay, so Tommy, Tommy, so, so Anthony, this is Tommy, he's our waxer. And uh, he's going to take you to the waxing room. Well, opera Can houses have everything. Well, no, that's your dream. It's your dream um, that they have everything. But he took me down into this basement room uh-huh. and you get, and it smells like hot wax. Uh-huh. And he got there, there and he was like, do you want the full Hollywood? Where? And I was like, the what? Yes. The what? And at this point, the makeup person who had like accompanied me had left. Uh-huh. And I don't know. I, she just said, get everything waxed. Wow. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what's the full Hollywood? And he was like, shaft and balls. <gasps> ouch, ouch, ouch. Shaft and balls. And I was like, uh. Go for it. What hurts the most? I guess. My right in between my breasts. Or your clavicle. No, that's called your breastbone. Your my sternum. sternum. My sternum, sternum. Because the skin, because I have larger, larger chest, 
the skin is actually stretched. They are pretty buxom. And it is very thin there. And wherever the skin is thin, it hurts oh, the most. That Where's hurts more than like your perineum. Yeah, that's not the worst. But th this guy, I then went to, did the show in LA and I went to this sugaring person. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I feel like sugaring would be better now. Yeah. It's not, oh. it's awful. Why? It's horrific, don't ever get sugared. Did, you get, did you get ingrown hairs or something? No, it's just like double the pain. It like they rubbing. rub this caramel down your leg and it like pulls all of your hairs in one direction and then they rip it off in the other direction. Oh. It's awful. But so you prefer just a regular wax? I prefer now and then the, the and that time that was in Hollywood and I was like, I want the full Hollywood and she was like, the what? And so I was like, what's it called when you do the shaft and balls? And she was like, oh, the boyzillion. Um, boyzillion. So I've learned all of this. And what's it in New York? I don't know yet because I've never really done fun? it in New York. Was it so fun when you left the, the thing and you were just had no hair anywhere? It's kind of fun. Yeah. I mean, you feel wet. Right, you feel slippery, doo-dah. You right? feel really wet. Like you get in like, your whoa. bed at night and you're like, whoa, whoa, yeah, I can't do this. And then you bought sateen sheets and you're just like, wee. <laughs> yeah, but for all the smooth twinks out there, I envy them because mm. drying off after the shower is like, like, I just brush a towel by my skin and it's dry. Wow, I didn't you know? know that that was a thing. <laughs> yeah. I didn't like, know that hairy people were, like, drying their bodies. Yeah, you gotta dry that water off wow. the hair. So, I mean, for all the hairy people, like, get waxed sometime and it just cuts 10 I minutes would, out of your Wouldn't it have been amazing if you got waxed and then, like, you fell asleep for a little bit and you woke up just as they waxed your eyebrows off? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> but I, let me just tell you, it took... Five to six hours to wax me, my entire body. What? what? Five to six hours. No. I went into like lymphatic shock, but right. you would not fall asleep. I couldn't fall asleep at any time. How many times do you have to get waxed during the process of this show? You can show? only get waxed once because it has to grow back in order to get waxed. By the time the shows are over, your hair won't be very long. Well, it starts to... This feels like a semi-longish run though. Like It, you it is. And we have an HD broadcast. And that means close-ups on skin. And so I'm like, that comes later. What if I have, You like, know what I would do? You, when shape. it gets to that, you have to tell them to put Vaseline on the lens. <laughs> you have to be like, I understand you're shooting in HD. <laughs> like, just spit on the camera. Yeah. On the 17 cameras. Yeah, 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 just, yeah, just, like, walk around Anthony, with some Vaseline. I feel you could absolutely spit on 17 cameras, with, like, quickly. Or just I, have Anthony cams, and those, only those are permitted to shoot you. Yeah. I have, I don't usually... You can have them do live retouching. No, Anthony. Live retouching? No. Live retouching. It's, a, it's literally an Instagram <laughs> filter. <laughs> okay, I, I don't, I, I'm not a diva usually. Like I don't mm. have diva behavior except for one thing with this production, which is that the stage is always freezing. Yeah. Like, oh, so you're freezing. You feel like you're and represented. And like you're in front of 4,000 people mm. and you don't want to like, so I do go and two hours before the show, or three hours, I'll go to the stage and I'll be like, wow, it's so cold. Is there any way you could turn it up? And then they don't. And then I go back and I'm like, no, I'm actually serious. Like, you have to turn up right. the heat. But here's what you should do. You should, you should have your bathrobe on and just put hot potatoes in your pocket. So yeah. what we do instead of hot potatoes is we Hand get warmers. little socks filled with rice and we put them in the microwave. Exactly. And we've sewed little pockets into the sarcophagus and we put the hot Right, and then you just put them right there. down the front of your briefs. You're yeah. ready for the show. But the problem is, when they open those things, the wind it's just like, the, 
of just like ice cold. And then the audience just sees like. <laughs> right, right, exactly. We're so far away. And it was. We're so far that's away. That's okay. People keep saying to me, like, I'll bring my opera glasses. And I'm like, bitch, you don't need opera glasses. Anthony, I'll no. bring Prague. I'm not bragging. Hard call. You can She's see. She's not. She was not bragging. I think it was from, more of a conversation of like, if some, if I was doing a show where I was naked and I was like, oh, I'm going to bring my opera glasses, I'd be like, that's strange. No, like, I think Anthony was saying, like, use no, your eyes. No, no, I'm no. just saying it's like, you don't, it's not about that. It's not. It's about music and dance and theater. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's about music and singing and repetition. <laughs> it is about hieroglyphs and juggling and repetition. Yes. Yeah. And also Akhenaten's progressive ideals that were reversed when he was killed, just like the rest of our world right now. We had Obama and now we have Trump. Oh. Yeah. You know what I mean? I yeah. do. I literally do. Yeah. It's yeah. Happening. So is Anthony is is he going to get impeached? I'm. I'm. I think he's going to get. When impeached. we say he, we're talking about Trump. Yeah. Right. Uh huh. Yeah. No, I I'm hope not. I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does Akhenaten get impeached yeah. and killed? Well, we um, don't know what happened. Right. Right. I think he'll get impeached. Right. But I don't think. I don't know that he'll be removed from office. Because like the Democrats control the impeachment. We. Oui. But I don't think that they can. Then this goes to the Senate. And they have to decide if he gets out of office. And like so the tide has happened, to turn. That happened to Bill Clinton, right? He yeah, got, he got impeached, impeached, but he didn't get removed. Removed, mm-hmm. right? He got impeached because. But let me tell you, he's walking down a bad path right now, and I don't know how long the Republicans can stay with him. I mean, has he ever not walked down a bad path? Well, this one is kind of even. This one, this is like this is shook. Did Even, you hear um, that, like Mitch McConnell? Yeah, after he did like, said the thing old about turtle Syria. face, the thing with like Syria and Turkey just really like they're not they and can't. ISIS just people just broke out of jail. I, the ISIS people because of what Trump said, and now they're like free and loose. Right. Wait. How'd it's they get o- out? It's okay that you don't read the news. It's all right. <laughs> it's uh, it, it doesn't have to be your. You you do so much. Thank you, you have you have to find you. fabric samples. I really do. Like <laughs> run around to wild. like Netta's rehearsals yes. and then go to other people's to rehearsals. I've met. There's so much fabric. Oh, can we? Oh, wigs? great. We I should just if you have some like large contractor bags for reading, I can just like pile fabric into it and just yeah. waltz on out of here. For I did go on a tour of the Met when I was a child, and I was most um, amazed by the wig people who take human hairs and make wigs. I know. I've donated my human hair to the Met before. Have you ever been in this? <laughs> were you in this room as a child, Reed? No. What's your favorite opera that you've ever seen at the Met? Oh, my goodness. Well, actually, I saw a production of Swore Angelica, you know, when they put the three ba- ballet, three operas together. Mm-hmm. And that She's was called really- Tritico. Tritico, yeah. That was nice because it was Little Ones. Directed by Jack O'Brien. Was it? Yeah. Oh, I'm so old. Have you worked with Jack O'Brien? Really? No, I oh. don't do Broadway or opera or anything. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> have you se- what have you seen? I think that you like um, anything. Is it called the White Feather or the Black Feather by Philip Glass? The Something Feather. <laughs> I don't, know, but I don't know. But with there's that. this part with like a singing dog that was really amazing. This like uh, a soprano plays a dog that sings uh, an aria, and there's a part where like someone's up in a chair. I mean, Bob, you know, did it. It was way back in the day. And the, but that was not at the Met. That was elsewhere. Mm, right, actually, it was at what I'm still going to call State Theater, I believe. State Theater. Yeah, I believe it was So it was there. New York City Opera. A long time ago, yeah. yeah. I was in an opera 
at State Theater when I was little, which was Peak Dom. But oh. it was like the St. Petersburg opera people. And but then they just called you up. They called in boys, and then we put on little cadet outfits and danced around, or danced. We marched and sang, and the Russian people laughed at us. I have a question. <laughs> so, and I think I'm really, and, and you know, and it, it's this thing like, I'm really, in, you know what I love to, what has been the main thing I've run to mm. is Mishima. Like, I was obsessed with that Philip Glass moment. Interesting. Yeah. You're living all the Philip Glass moments. Well, I mean, dance. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's my, really, okay, it works well for dance. Here's my question. Because both of you sing or have uh, sung. Okay. I know you... I, I mean, listen to this. I mean, well, that, <laughs> that, that was me. that that debut? Um, no, it was earlier. It was earlier when <laughs> yeah, I was like... True. Really good. Nice. Thank yeah. you. It's loud. <laughs> Is that Vowels. kind of microtonal? I enjoyed that. Thank you so um, much. What would you say physically, from like mm. a technical point of view, mm. is the similarity and the difference between dancing and singing? Oh, interesting. Mm. Interesting. I, would I think that... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Reed. I think that people who do singing well and people who do dance well learn a kind of like efficient relaxation inside mm. of their muscularity mm -hmm. because people who use too much muscularity it's bad news bears mm. they'll blow it whether out whether you're singing or you're dancing mm. yeah so yeah i mm. think there's like a happy balance you have to reach through a lot of experience and i would say and and off of that i mean technically i'd say it's the breath yes so it's really this thing of it, I was thinking of the all. I was thinking not just of the main diaphragm, but all of the diaphragmatic support through the body. So, but like so where where you where you let go, where you pull in from. I mean, that's also going to come from a sort of gram. But dialogue. you pull in, like you. It's like in and up in dance, right? Like well, you want can, that pelvic support. Sometimes, sometimes it's in and back or right. in and back, but it's never like down and out. Well, yes, if you need to be, be really grounded, like for release work, it's kind of down and out. Right. Like down and out the pelvic floor. So right. you're what grabbing. dance tradition? It's not ballet. No. Not at all. No, that would not be ballet. But That's it does work. You can apply those principles. Release technique. Okay. You can apply those principles in ballet yeah. if you need. Yeah. But, oh, there's it. Muscles, Anthony singing, dancing. I mean, I also... Here's the thing, Jack. Ugh, I what? Know the breath is related, but you, you cannot sing without breathing, and you absolutely can dance and hold your breath. You can, but there's a kind of rigidity to it that doesn't look great. And it depends if you're a good faker. Maybe. Singing's hard to I feel like Sarah Mearns breathes. And I feel like when she holds the breath, I hold my breath. Like, it's, <gasps> it's, it's really, it's really a, a felt moment. Mm -hmm. I was also thinking, as when you asked that question, I was thinking of Meredith Monk. And, uh... Did you ever meet Dina Emerson or know of her? She worked with Meredith Monk, and I did this weird experimental uh, opera with her by the talking band years and years and years ago. And I had to come in on this F flat. Is that a no? It's not. Oh, we've been through F sharp. this before. <laughs> I've been through this it's before. An e. On the podcast. Yeah, we've been through this before. Anyhow, she said it was in the body. She said I could feel where it was in my body. You can. And that's where I would feel it. So I'd also say that's something too. In dance, I think you've. You feel it and singing. You feel, it's about muscle feeling. memory. You gotta feel it. You gotta feel well, yeah. it. You know, you gotta it's feel it. It's about the brain telling the body with imagery how to use the muscles. And I actually think it's just about spirituality. Do you? I think it's just about the soul. And if you have a good one, you're good. If you have a bad one, you suck. <laughs>
You heard it here first. <laughs> Technique from Jack Berber. I mean, I think if you're not, if you've got to like really channel, there is something to that though, because it's not I agree. when you're when you've given your best performances, don't you feel something? Yes, kind of but there only you? that freedom. I think mm. what you're talking about mm. could be classified in the freedom category. Mm. It only comes from an extreme amount of preparation for me. Mm. Like I have to be so completely ingrained in everything I'm doing that when I walk on that stage, if I want to channel, that. sounds like ritual. That's what And where do we get theater from? Ritual. And what is Akhenaten? One, three and a half hour. Ritual. Ritual. Wow. Yeah. Do you know singers who who don't seem to have much of like a preparation practice, who really are just so natural, they kind of just like waltz out and it just happens so easily? Well, this is an interesting... Uh, Like how I just did? Like Jack did. (laughs) Like Jack. Uh Um, Well, I feel... It's an interesting question. I feel like there are people with natural facility and natural voices. I'm not one of those people. The positive thing... is true. I don't believe that. It's true. The positive thing about those people is that they can like pick something up, they can sing it, it sounds pretty good. The negative thing is like the struggle that I have to go through to make something good, I feel imbues it with like a kind tension. of tension and uh-huh. emotion, so emotional tension, uh-huh. not like yeah. a physical tension. No, an emotional That's tension true. where I'm like, is, is she going to be okay? It's like right. when you're watching a dancer where you know everything's going to work out, it's kind of boring. Yeah, you get to lean back in your seat. And like, you never want, I want, like there are singers I know, I won't name them, who walk out on stage and I sit back in my seat. And I don't like that. Jonathan Groff. <laughs> just kidding. I've never seen wow. I've never seen him in anything. I just was trying to think of someone. Well, that you called him a singer. I mean, hang out with Reed and I long enough. Oh my god. Watch uh, out. I love Jonathan. What am I saying? We, we, he was a fantastic lover and <laughs> I I have nothing mean to say about him. He's a really sweet guy. And Maria Callas uh-huh. had to struggle. She yeah, had she to struggle, did. and that is that for me is yeah. what Please made it great. Please tell people the video to watch where she gets mad at oh, the choir. God, there's it's amazing really, really good. when she makes her Paris debut in 1959. It's like a big deal. Mm-hmm. She lost all this weight, you know, and she's looking really glamorous, mm-hmm. and she has the perfect thing. And they set out this checkerboard floor, and it's being televised, and she's there at the HD, Paris Opera, 17 cameras, and she's singing Casta Diva, and she wraps herself in the shawl, and she's very stoic, and she's singing. Perfectly, but not in a boring, perfect way. Like That's you amazing. know, amazing. And then the chorus, this like dumpy chorus behind her, who haven't been rehearsing, <laughs> they come in and they come in in the wrong spot, and they start like, and they're like doing all this stuff wrong, just like banging pots and pans behind her, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally. And they have a thing, and she's got to come in with this like. Like this beautiful oh, thing. Anthony, I felt that all the way through my potty. Uh-huh, um, yes. And so right before she does, you watch her. You got to watch closely. And she turns back to them with this look out of the side of her eyes like, how dare, dare you? you? Yeah. And then she puts her hand in a karate chop yes. when she comes in to be like, Stop. This is Silencio. Uh-huh. Silencio. <laughs> exactly. Silencio. It's amazing. Wow. It's... And do they stop? Do they stop? Well, or... they pull it back together because then they can understand what they're, they're like, oh, she's not happy. Oh, 
they they know that something's gone wrong at this point, but the look of disdain mm. on her face. It's really good. It rivals Betty Davis, any Betty Davis performance. Wow. It's, you Did should you watch it. Did you see the documentary? The Marie, uh, Marie Callas Yeah. Was it good? It was good. Yeah, it was good. Okay. Did it capture what I needed it to capture? Maybe not. But it was good. Like, if I, it's just because I know a lot and I watch a lot of Maria Callas stuff. If I ever got the rights to um, direct a, a gender-bent masterclass, would you do it? Absolutely. Okay, great. Um, uh, copyright. Did you, did you watch the Pavarotti documentary? I watched the Pavarotti was that documentary. Okay? Yeah, it was a little more commercialized uh, and therefore problematic in other ways. He was mm. very commercialized. He, and he was very commercialized. I do want to say, though, that, that even more than that Casa Diva, I have to send you, and you can, I can send it to all of you, and then you can insert it. There's this one live recording of Callas where you cannot believe what is happening, where she starts, she sings this cadenza in the middle of Lucia. And if you like didn't know it was live until the end because they applaud, you would think that it was some like engineered thing. And she starts going like, ha 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 ha. And then the flute imitates her and they go into intervals and it blows your mind. Is it? It, It'll be inserted right here. Have you ever worked with someone who every time they come in goes, hello, Anthony, every day they walk into rehearsal? Have you ever heard with a singer who kind of sang everything or when the director's like, so then you're going to go over here and they go, okay. Um, No, but I will say that I am guilty of one thing. I didn't learn how to ride a bike until I was like 24, 25. And someone gave me as a gift bike lessons. I went to Riverside Park and I just learned how to ride a bike, but I was not very good at it. And I would ride through the streets of New York with my friend, Matthew Playsack. And I, I know her. When, hey, Matthew. Hey, Matthew. Ma- Matthew. Uh, Matt, uh, yeah. And whenever, and Janet. I, when I, and Janet, whenever I would fall off the bike, I would just involuntarily go like, whoopsie. Like Thank it was, you. And, uh, literally Matthew used to be like, I would be like five blocks away in the uh-huh. East village and he would text me like, I just heard, heard you. you because I, I was, you. it was not like fall for other off people. the bike. I would like be biking. And you know, when you're learning how to bike, you may not remember. And you may in New I York, do. you're going between the FedEx truck and the double parked car. And it's a small That's thing. Hard. And I'd like, you know, get nervous and get off balance and then tip over and be like, and then I, and I would but, tip right on over to the hood of someone's BMW, dent a little bit, that I would extend my leg up to the heavens and go, whoopsie, <laughs> and all was well. I really want You to- guys really should do some kind of 
twins. So what I want to do actually is I want to do a show with you at the Armory okay. called Whoopsie. And, <laughs> That's a great and what it is, is it begins by you biking around the Armory, and then slowly it starts to fill in with like a car, a woman with a stroller, and more and more things start to come, and we just incrementally build in more and more. Are you in it? No, no, no. I'm just going to make this piece. Oh, it's okay. called Whoopsie. And, I mean, um, if you were like, and I think that we don't need to know anything more. If they were like, uh, yeah, I'm going to see Whoopsie at the Armory. And can tonight, you I'd be like, oh, I need to Can tickets. you believe? It's like, well, Anthony Roth Constanza's in it, directed by Jacqueline Fervey. Yeah. And I think it like was originally commissioned or something, or they had residencies with the CDC at Montpellier. And um, now it's come to the Armory or the shed. Oh, yeah. Are you going to see Foresight at the shed? I am too. My friend Jill Johnson is in it. Love to Jill Johnson. Jill Johnson. Johnson. Well, and my friend Riley Watts is in it. Love to Riley Watts. I saw Riley this morning. I saw Riley in Maine like a couple weeks ago. So whatever. We went to go see Hustlers together. Oh, it's the best. It was such a good movie. Is that like Showgirls? No. It is not, but you should see Hustlers. It's incredible. What is Hustlers? It's a movie. I'm sorry. I'm working all the time. I'm getting zinc and slippery elm and doing um, my electroshock work. The best movie of the fall. Well, yeah, absolutely. 2019. Is, it's beyond. It's beyond. I mean, you're going to watch a J Lo's Oscar-winning performance. It is incredible. You have to go um, and talk about like uh, body goals. There's a Korean movie we have to go see right now. Parasite. Parasite. Yeah, by um same guy who did yes, I the host. I want to go see this. Sure. Well, well we could go. You see You don't it. know about that either. Well, I know about the host, but I didn't know the Are you the okay? Parasite. You're really. Anthony, you're down here in the basement. Anthony goes out. Excuse me. I saw Anthony at an play opening. Play. <laughs> yeah, but that's and a play. I've really done nothing but work for the past two years. Going that's to, to the honest. opening of a play is work. That's work, right? Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Right, you Jack? worked. You were I there for you work. You were working the room. I wasn't working. I, got, know, I really Jack, like. No, according I to go, Instagram, you were working very no, no, hard at that I, premiere. I like got right into a corner, got real quiet. Oh my God. Um, no such thing. You talked to everyone there in your secret. I talked. I did talk to the people I wanted to talk to, and I really ignored the people I wanted to ignore. There you have That's it. That's what really happened. Yeah. Also, I really want people to see that show. Really want people to go see it. I'm gonna go and just because it's on Broadway. Does not you find a way to go? I I think it's I'm gonna important do today to ticks and see slave play. Um, Similarly, no. you can come to Fridays Under Forty at Akhenaten, and it's eighty dollars or something for tickets in the orchestra. That's still expensive. Still a lot. I know, but compared really, to the three hundred dollars, really, I think they have really rush tickets at the Met. They also for have quite rush cheap. tickets for twenty five dollars. There you go. I mean, there you That's go. That's incredible. But it'll. Do you think it's a seller outer? No, I hope so. But it's it's a life changing experience. Well, for me. our podcast it's, will make sure that happens. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. Hi. I can just say it's the best thing I've ever done in my career. And I mean, that's a big deal. It is. You've done so much. I have done. Three. How many shows are you doing of it? Eight. Oh my god, 20. that's going to increase the tally. That's plenty. You're going to beat Jesse Norman in no time. I'm working on it. I just scratch things into the wood sideboards of the Met. And hope do you have a bed in your dressing room? No. But oh. you know what I do do in my dressing room? What? Um, is do, do. Yeah, what I do, do, do you do? do. What do you do? do, do, do. I know I heard it too. I do do that. Voodoo. But you know what I do do in my dressing room? <laughs> 
<laughs> it's so obscene how child jokes can Well, you never want you want to try not to Actually, this is a theater secret for all your listeners. Oh yeah. You want to try not to do-do in the dressing room because inevitably like Peter Gale walks in oh, the God. minute oh, well, you walk honey, out. You just need can now I know with your voix can you still spray an air freshener in your room? I like that. Do you no. wear, can you wear cologne or? Here's a story about cologne. Oh, um, no. I, I'm talking about cologne the scent, not cologne the place. Thank you for clarifying <laughs> that. Um, I imagine you've been singing it up. Cologne, as uh-huh. they say. Sure. Um, I was there's I was singing at the Met, and there was an opera singer, like a high diva, high high diva, and she didn't like perfume mm. she, because it set yes. her off. And, but she had to talk to the conductor because they hadn't rehearsed and they, it was like this big gala concert. Mm-hmm. And so she asked him to come into his room and I was sitting into her in the room. hallway. Yes, yeah, into her room. Thank mm-hmm. you. And so he walks down, goes into her room and then I hear a shriek <gasps> and she runs out mm-hmm. and goes into a different room and locks the door. Because he'd been wearing Axe body spray. And he was like, I'm not wearing any cologne. He came out, but she thought he was. So what happened is at the Met, there are all of these house phones, like, mm-hmm. you know, like the 1960s with the mm-hmm. cord and everything. Yeah. And he had to stand in the hall on a phone and call into the room that she was in and talk these to her people. about the score. These people. I mean, she might have a severe allergy, read, and she didn't have a zero to Well, let me tell out. you what, the idea of having to stand on that stage and sing really loud for two hours mm-hmm. because no amplification, that is enough to... Make me shriek over perfume too. But we all know that everyone in the opera is miked. No. <laughs> so I mean, no one is mic. Everyone knows that. Everyone's Don't wearing. Everyone's it. wearing a lavalier. It's in their hair. You just can't see it. There are no laws. Yeah. There's. There's. Look. No, I, I enter naked. You it's under your bald cap. See. It's under there's your no bald, bald cap. cap. They shave That's my head. They shave your head. Wait, it wax your eyebrows. Have you done it's outdoor true. There's no mics. Jack, stop talking. You there, stop talking. You stop talking. You stop talking. Are there outdoor performances where you've had to be mic'd? Sure. At Central Park and stuff? Have you sung there? At Central Park? For the, you know, Met summer stages. I have not done that. I want you to. Okay. Because we're going to go and we're going to have to No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't go, Ray. I would go you for would Anthony. Go. And we nice. would, I would force you to go and I would pack a lunch. You would come. Uh, I'd pack it's a like dinner. bug spray or something. We definitely you know, need bug spray. That's so And we hard. need those fans attached to bottles to go. Yeah, that missed it yeah. a little bit. Yeah, that's for sure. Just keep singing places indoors. Don't you think that Aesop should make a bug spray? Yeah. I do. I because do. Because the smell, be, you know what I mean? It smells good. Yeah, it'd be the most expensive bug spray you could get because they have to ship it from Australia. Yeah, but in the it's summer, it's much cheaper they do it if you just go to Australia and get it. You get it there. Just mm. fly to Australia. It's cheap. Have you sung in Australia? Um, I haven't, but we're discussing it right now. The Sydney wow. Opera House to do Agnaughton. I'm not at liberty to say. But it's the Sydney Opera Take House a to do Agnaughton in front of the Sydney Opera House <laughs> with Kate Blanchett. It's good for followers. <laughs> She'll be there. I don't know. I've never been. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't been there either. Jack's been to Melbourne. It's his favorite place. I love, love Melbourne, Melbourne so much. What do you like about Melbourne? Um, people have a sense of humor. Mm. Uh, everyone wears black. Um, it's kind of like New York, except less people. The food was good. Was it great um, though? I really like great food. I've in heard the city. it's yeah, great. Yeah, it was great. Like it, okay. it tasted. Everywhere continually tasted clean. Whereas in New York, you can be like, this is good. It's just not. Clean. Yeah. Because, like, how clean can you get it? Oh, uh, Anthony, I wish you'd been at the library this morning for their their show. <laughs> oh, for the talk that we did? Well, yeah, well, we did a talk about, I mean, Jeremy and I did a talk about, um, for our, for the library's exhibition that they're having right now for their how 70. Did it, go? it went well. 
but it's a it's a exhibit in celebration of the librarians basically oh. and so Jack and Jeremy have a fellowship there now so they got to lead one of the tours of we the were exhibition. asked if you would come and not lead but chime in after the well led. eventually you did lead it oh, okay, uh, there was a moment in the tour where it was given over to Jack and Jeremy and then when Jack took over we were whisked around corners and it was great. It was really good. It was like a movie tour of a museum. And if you follow me around this corner, you'll see. I did not you do that. Absolutely <laughs> did that. Click, clack, I didn't click, remember. Clack. It was amazing. Must come to me, Anthony. You must relate. I mean, I'm you not do. as prolific Anthony, as you. Anthony, if any you way, were here to have done what they did this morning, I it would do have been not even more. Theatrical. Anthony, I don't think that's true. That you're not as prolific as me. You have I, CDs that have come out. You have been in like films where you've been in armor going into the water you did something with justin peck and calvin klein and like everyone made videos you you did a lot you've done a lot just in the last couple of well, years well just that one God. show that jack described in many different ways even <laughs> <laughs> just that that was amazing literally just, one show just that one show that jack described in many different ways everyone wearing those costumes from suspiria <laughs> no don't tell raf simmons that raf we're sorry they look like the costumes from they suspiria did. i love they raf simmons and raf simmons knows that i love him i've we've talked about in the podcast we've talked about how much we love Raph Simmons. Yeah, how's that going but, for you? Um, I haven't heard from Raph in a while because he moved back to Antwerp. He sure did. Yeah. Did you guys ever hook up? Well, here's the thing. You know, there are certain people that I hold out hope for. I think there was some chemistry because I made this tea cake and mm -hmm. I brought it into a fitting. Uh -huh. um, did it have with, just the right amount of wobble to it? No, it wasn't. It was a cardamom. It was a cardamom. It wasn't like a milk. No, it wasn't a jiggle cake. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't a jiggle a cake. cake. It, was just a tea cake. it was just a tea cake. Okay. A it was a tea, I love cardamom. It was a cardamom tea cake. And I brought it into this fitting and there were like 19 people in lab coats with, you know, mm -hmm. standing around and Raph would be like, I need more of the blue satin. It must come now. And, you know, Amazing. Um, and that's what happens. And then I was like, I brought this tea cake and he was like, you brought cake to a fitting and I thought I was going to get in trouble and he was like this is incredible and then That's for sweet. opening night of the show that we did together he came all the way to Philadelphia mm -hmm. and he was obsessed with this show and he like came he dressed me personally Rav in my costume mm -hmm. tied the bow on oh. me and then and he, then kissed you on your mouth and said, "Have a good show." No. Oh. Then he brought out this foil wrapped thing and was like, "I brought you an opening night gift." Unwrapped it and I was like, "I made you an apple cake." <gasps> Can you believe it? Can you believe it? Raph Simmons. Can I can't believe, believe it? it. Changed my life. Were you jealous when you and heard then that story? Met my friend Anthony. Uh, I <laughs> saw him IRL at Anthony's show, and I don't often feel. Like, I want to run towards a person. That's true, you don't. No matter how famous they are. Uh, and in that situation, I was like, what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> Remember uh, when I saw Bernadette Peters? Uh, that is exactly I, like <laughs> when you saw Bernadette Peters. It was the same thing, where same. I, like, stood up and sat down. Exactly. But I was like, it was... <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally, you were wearing an air cast, you had a broken foot, Yeah. almost stood I up and ran after her. I was like, I can't, I'll never get there fast enough. But it's true, I Well, mean, this is my solution. Okay. I'm going to invite Raph to the opera, yes. and I'm going to invite Bernadette, and then Indeed. we Anthony, should wait, all wait, wait, hang out in my dressing room. Do you know Bernadette? Room. Well, James Ivory, do you have you? Of course, you've seen Slaves of New York. Yes, we oh! have. Yeah, it's Slaves of New York is a huge deal for me. Okay, we did a whole podcast about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, James Ivory is my nearest and dearest like family. Right, right. And so because you started one of the films. Well, I well, because he raised you. 
he basically right. did. He found you on Andrew and Dave leave and raised Andrew. you. I choked over my joke. Andrew and Dan Dan Go on. Um, <laughs> I'm just thinking about meeting Bernadette Peters. I know he's overwhelmed. Now he can't speak English. I, I think we should make it happen. If it's something you want, this is the thing. It is like something when people, I want. I Do you res- think she'd come to your house for dinner? If people I respect ask me to accomplish something, I get it. It's true. You do. Do you respect me? Absolutely. Do you respect respect Jack? Hugely. All three of you. Yeah. Oh, Jeremy's here too. Jeremy's here too. Listeners, Jeremy's here and he's the one to respect the most because Jack and I are just trash people. It's true. (laughs) I'm not trash person. I'm not a trash person. I'm not a trash person. You're a trash person. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm not a trash person. I'm I'm the original, which is, I believe the terminology is garbage person. Oh yeah, you're the original. You're definitely not a garbage person. I, I and Reed's really not a trash person. Um, let's get back to you. <laughs> Why? Um, because that we're interviewing you. It's true, but so I you like it when you ask us questions. I know. So you're I going. So, so you're going you. to do. Are you doing anything else? What you're doing, Akhenaten? A lot of things. We're doing a lot of like. You know, uh, so for example, like, are you going to be on like Kelly and Jason or whatever? Well, I'd like it's called? to be on TV. I was just on Fresh Air with Terry Gross. That's right. Uh, I oh saw my that. god! And then I thought, I can't believe he's coming on our podcast now. That's wow. Well, this is a the podcast. I mean, you know. That's well, very thank kind. you. Um, but wait, you, I have a question. Did you see her? No. This is what happened because I've been obsessed with Terry Gross since I was a little boy mm. and listened to her interviews with everyone. And you know, like when anyone important dies, like when Toni Morrison dies. It's always just like, here are my 12 interviews with Toni Morrison over the past three years. You know what I mean? It's just like she pulls it out. Or someone obscure will die, but who's important, like a nuclear physicist who invented, and she'll be like, when I talked with him last year, and you're just, it's amazing. So I'm obsessed with her, and I said to, I have a publicist now, and I'm like working with them on this Met thing, and the Met people, and they were like, what is the Holy Grail? And I was like, obviously it's Terry Gross. And they were like, huh. <laughs> they were like, mm. And they were like, I was hoping you were gonna <laughs> say like, cover of Vogue. Right. Or, mm-hmm. No, I'm trying to be realistic with my uh-huh. expectations. But, uh, so we were like I mean, working. I for opera, like Terry Gross. Pretty good. That's really good. And so. It's, you know, it's like Charlie Rose, except like, you know. But that like, didn't work out. Right, it didn't. Yeah, and she didn't meet to anyone. So I like, they said, Terry Gross wants to interview. And I was like, I don't believe it until it happens. You know, I don't like to believe things until they're happening. Because she has David Folkenflick and David Cooley and all these other people who interview on her podcast. Who's David Folkenflick? I don't know who any of those people are. Anyhow, they're, they're, re- they're replacements for, 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 for Terry. Terry. And sometimes she, they're not she's even, busy. she just, yeah, she's busy. Fresh air. So I go into the NPR studios in New York. She's in Philadelphia. And they say it's going to be her, but of course I'm not convinced. And so I'm sitting there, they put me in a room with a paper cup full of water, and then they leave me alone in that room. A little on-air thing comes on, and I have headphones on. Jack, this is how we're going to have to do the podcast, (laughs) if I ever leave. And I just sat there for like five minutes in silence, and my phone was on airplane mode, because they were like, put it on airplane mode, so it was. So I was just alone in silence, sitting, and then I just heard... Is this Anthony? In Terry Gross's voice. She came in your ears. And she, that is literally the best way to describe it. <laughs> Terry Gross came, came in my ears. And was the whole interview <laughs> released? Because we were like, oh my God, it's you. I, well, <laughs> I, I tried to keep it. I did get teary uh-huh. because she, as I got teary most when she was like, she, we chatted a little and right. she's like, so I'm going to just do a little intro and then we'll start talking. And if you mess something up and want to say it again, you know, that's why we pre-record. So, um, and I was like, great. And then she was like, this is fresh air with Terry Gross. I'm here with countertenor Anthony Roth Casanzo. And I was like, 
And you were like, wow, it's really happening yeah, for me. Name, right? She did. Although she started being like Anthony Ross Costanza. Huh. And then she's like, I need to go back. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I, at one point, was like, I get very OCD about the way I prepare music. And the producer came on and was like, uh, do you mean OCD? Are you OCD? Is that the disorder that you have? Oh. And I was like, oh, no, right. I just mean obsessive. And right. I had to like back, walk that back. Oh, you might have obsessive compulsive disorder. Wow. It just Pressure would depend on who would no come joke. in. It's not a joke. It's right. quite an And also Terry can be like, uh, there's a photo of you when you were 12 in a blah, blah, blah. And I'd like to ask you about the time you, you know, unwrapped right. a candy on 13th Street. You know, she just comes up right. with whatever. She has, she has, she's had a lot of research. The research done is done, which there. is very flattering. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then when she asks you to like sing in the studio for her, you say yes. Because, right. But, you know, and then I listened to it later and was like, oh, she oh, probably no. shouldn't have done that. But, you know. Did she just say, hey, uh, do you want to sing a song? Well, she was like, can you <laughs> mm-hmm. explain what a countertenor is? Oh, I like, see. Like, why, why do you sing the way you do? And, like, what notes do you Why do you sing like that? Why would you do that? Uh-huh. <laughs> no, she was very nice about uh-huh. it. We talked about gender. We talked about a lot of things. Oh, fun. Yeah, it was kind of fun. Well, ladies and other, you can tune into a, a far more intelligent um, interview with um, Anthony uh, with uh, Fresh Air. Is Terry Gross real? Or is she just a disembodied voice that many people? have hard to know in the I read the Ford to her book the night before the interview because I wanted to be prepared mm-hmm. and she talks about what she likes and doesn't like with her interview subjects milk um, <laughs> and I don't like milk <laughs> does anybody get to sit face to face with Terry Gross yes. Madonna <laughs> not like the most important just people who happen to be in Philly or whatever mm. she's not traveling but she doesn't really travel and she actually wrote that she doesn't like the face to face interview because it's harder to ask difficult questions mm. when you're looking at someone and it's easier to ask when you're laying down on a couch staring at a window <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the most difficult question you've asked someone on your podcast we did ask Taylor Stanley about conversion therapy. And that was a big question. Yeah, mm. yeah I would say that one. Mm-hmm. I would probably also say that. Yeah. What other questions have we asked? I think the other ones that are perhaps like really difficult have been cut out. Interesting. Yeah. There's there's B-roll of Do you think that, that one day you'll make like a really serious podcast with all of the B-roll from like things that have been cut out that are serious? I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's sort of, it's what's interesting in the, with the AIDS Royal History Project is some, there's a, in some of these recordings, the choreographers or dancers have said, you know, and don't have this come out until after I, I'm gone. And there is something interesting about what if we just say it all now? Mm. So I like that Arnie Zane attitude of it all. Yeah, he really says it. I love that thing you said about, or did Jeremy say, about him, oh, you did, about Merce. Yeah. About him being like, Merce made this dance, and he danced with all these women, and it's so disingenuous, because I know Merce, and he's gay. Yeah, he says Merce is a homosexual man. Mm-hmm. Merce is gay, and I, I went to watch this thing and watched him partner with four women, but, you know, and it's really, and he talks about passing, and passing, and dance, and how conservative and heteronormative all this work feels. Mm. And it's weird, because then you go see stuff, and you're like, yep, still conservative. Are you, you going to be in New York in January? Yeah. You have to go to their library show. Obviously. January 24th. 
Oh, I'm not going to be here then. <laughs> it's really good. I'm not here then. I'm definitely in... Um, I'm going to be in San Francisco, but... That what are you day, doing in San Francisco? I'm doing a Christopher Alden thing oh. that I produced. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's Achi Galatea e Polifemo. It's oh, a nice. handle cantata. It'll be lovely. Lovely. You saw it. Yes. And you were you were all, the, th- the three of you were so great. Well, thank you. Is, is, it, is, is it that the original the first time three? we met? Uh, yeah, maybe. I think, I think so. so. I, I remember so. feeling like all three of you were so incredible. And what's the name of the woman? Amber Braid was her name. Wow. I mean, she can cry on cue. Yeah. It's really good. That's Real tears. Is the bulk of your repertoire Baroque music, like for, for singing with opera companies? I sing a lot of Baroque music before nineteen, before 1750 kind of stuff. And then I do a lot of contemporary music, new operas being written. Oh, right. Philip Glass, you do know. Do you ever wish that they would, like, turn pants rolls into you rolls in, like... Richard Strauss or Mozart or anything like so, that. So, like, the pants role is when you have a mezzo playing right. a, a man, like Carabino in the Mary yeah. Figaro. But I, you know what I think is more interesting? Stephanie Bly, the amazing opera singer, now the head of Voice at Bar. I'm about, I'm having lunch with her. <gasps> in, She's in, the best. I'm about to have, in fact, when this comes out, I might have had lunch with her because I teach in their program. She is the best. I can't wait. And, and I will tell her that you say hi. Please do. And will could you, will you come? Would you come up to bar to the VAP to and to talk to our students? Of course. I would love that. Okay. I love the bar. But Stephanie Blythe has been singing tenor roles and she sings mm. them unbelievably well. Mm. And so I said to Steph, I called her up and I was like, listen, here's the solution to like a boring production of Carmen, which is pretty much every production of Carmen. Right. Let's just do it where you're singing the tenor role and I'm singing Carmen and yeah. like let's not say anything about it. Like let's not make it a thing right. where it's like I'm in drag doing right. this thing right. and you're in drag doing this right. thing. It's just that we're just doing it. And couldn't that be like a crazy twist on opera? Yeah. Well, it's but not this, that crazy. But also, and not it's that also crazy. this thing that's been happening forever and ever in theater, and then it's this in more classical forms. Where you're like, why can't you just do this? But people would get all kinds of enraged. The opera fan is a very delicate. So is the ballet fan. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and it and it is not just the fan. It also goes through into the makers of like, well, no, it is this way. That's just how it is. But disruption is important. It's imperative. It's imperative. Um, It's imperative, and at the same time, it's like you know the the current subscription audience isn't forever, so uh, get with the program. Exactly. That the younger generation is on. Yeah. So I think I would love it if you guys do that. Okay. We'll work I on it. I think that would be really great. We'll work on it. Do you it. have any, what, is, what are your okay. suggestions for singers? <laughs> wow. Suggestions for singers by Anthony. Um... I'm going to, you know, I have this voice teacher, Joan Patton. Yeah, well, I, met her. I know her well. Had dinner with met her. her. She's high diva, scarves, perfume, mm-hmm. wonderful. And um, shocked to learn she's not from Europe. She <laughs> speaks in a certain way. <laughs> Hello, Anthony. How are you? Oh, she's just keeping it open. From she Canada. Keeps it open. Yeah, she's Whenever I do the impersona- impersonation, she says, that's too breathy. I don't speak that way. Amazing. But she does. She sure does. I love that. Um, and you know what she said to me the other day? Hmm. She, I, she was trying to tell me to do this technical thing, and I said, okay, I'm going to try, like in the performance. And she mm-hmm. said, dear, don't try, allow. Yes. 
That's, there you go. I think yeah. that's the ultimate advice that's for singers. That's the best advice yeah. for anyone, really, yeah. right? Don't yeah. try allow. Well, and I think, but that also does get back to what you were saying about relentless preparation. You've got, and, you know, that gets prepare. into like Martha's, like it takes 10 years to become a dancer. Oh, you know? It's like Malcolm Gladwell's 10,000 hours. But right. you know, when I was doing the Met Opera competition, which is this crazy American Idol did thing. Did you win? Getting, he did. Cut into the chase. I did. I won the whole wow. thing. But basically you, you start. I won the, whole thing. <laughs> oh, well, I won the Metropolitan. No, opera. what happens is you, it's in 50 different cities across the, the really country, but also in Puerto Rico. And they like 300 people show up. One person wins. Then the person who wins goes on to the regional and it's like four different districts. And then the regional person who wins goes into the semifinals. There are 20 semifinalists who sing on the stage of the Met. They're all flown to New York with piano. Then it How goes, old were you? I was 26. Then Man. it goes to the finals. And then you're with orchestra, live radio broadcast, live audience, 10 people. You get up and the judges are there with their notepads. And it's like hunger. It really is like hunger games. And I, my heart was beating so fast. And I can send you a bootleg copy of that radio broadcast. Please. Um, How'd it go? Really good. Well, clearly you won. It went, she won. It went well. I mean, it wasn't perfect, but it, I won. And uh, what did you sing? I sang two handle pieces that they'd mm. never played before, and I insisted on doing them. Not in a mean way, but in a like, I think I really want to do these. Because they wanted me to do something a little more standard. Mm. And um, I think it really paid off, and it was hard. But anyway... <laughs> it was hard. <laughs> the, the head of the National Council auditions is what they're called at the time. She said to me, you've got three months between the regionals and the finals. If I were you, I'd do those arias every day. So I stood in my apartment and I would do what amounted to like 40 minutes of music because you had to have five arias prepared. And I would do them every day. I would sing them all the way through. And people were like, didn't you get bored? And I was like, actually, if you start doing it, you have to find something new each time. And then you're sick and you have to sing it sick. And then you're tired right. or you had a right. rager the night before. And right. I never have had a rager, but you right. know what I mean. And then right. you have to find a way through. And that is what then gives you the freedom on stage. Yeah. That is great advice. We learn through practice. Yes. Yeah. But then Rehearsal. we don't, we shouldn't have to think when we're on stage. No, that's the whole, that's the whole point. Because if you have a technique and you're thinking like, in my case, like, well, open the soft palate and make sure that the diaphragm is down and da, da, da. When you get nervous, you're in front of 4,000 people on stage of the Met. It's all going to go out the window and yeah. you're going to start thinking and then you're not going to be acting yeah. and then you're not going to be doing anything. So yeah. it has to become all ingrained. Yeah. It has to oh. get into the DNA. I've never done that. I don't want to think about stuff. Yeah. Let, yeah. Well, Usually. Yeah. I mean, except when I dance for Lar mm. and I stopped having to think about stuff. Okay. Did you feel more free when that was happening? Yeah. Did you enjoy it more? Yeah. Was it better? Yeah, probably. Interesting. That's really good advice. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoyment. Pleasure is key. Also, pleasure is a real key. Do you enjoy performing? Sometimes. Are there times you hate it? There have been. And why, when you hate it, do you hate it? Um, context. Hmm. Do you feel like if you're working with a bad choreographer, director, I, whatever. Oh, okay. Yes. And I was like, I don't work for with anyone. And I was like, oh, I have. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you have to find your own truth or your own way through mm -hmm. that. Like, what is the key? Pleasure. 
It's always pleasure. When I've been in the experience of working with people who are um, egomaniacal and therefore off-putting in a way of wanting to be generous with it all because you have to take care of yourself in front of an ego like that, um, I find that like there's just a way in through pleasure somehow. Hmm. Interesting. Like, but if there's no pleasure, then it becomes a defensive performance. Hmm. That's never good. Well, it I, I doesn't look good on me. Yeah. And I know what I look like in a defensive performance. Mm -hmm. But a pleasurable performance works. Reed, do you feel like you get into a flow state when you're performing, even when you're thinking? Um, it really depends on the show, or depends on what the performance is, because there's so many performances I'm in that are, there's like no, there wouldn't even be a point in like trying to find a flow state. It's like so brief or like so insignificant. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there are things that are important and durational or something where you do have to like find something beyond the thought of it, something beyond the technique. Do you get nervous still to perform? Oh, not very. No. No, Reed has a pretty low resting heart rate. I have a pretty high resting heart rate. Do you get nervous? Um, yeah. Yeah, but I feel if, for me, I also feel like when I'm not anxious that those performances aren't good either. Mm. So it has to be the right balance. Mm. Well, there's something about death. Yeah. Because that's like the only truth. Nervous enough that your body will poop right before the show, you know? And then like you go out and... You can be a little calm. Or is it relaxed enough that you can poop before a show? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It That's depends. Funny. I mean, I remember reading, um, oh, what is her name? Uh, she has that three octave range. Diamanda Gallus. Don't know her. She, she sang like, um, she wasn't like a proper opera singer. She sang yeah. songs. It's like, uh, you should be, I'll send you some things. But she said her warm-up is drinking three cappuccinos and telling the dirtiest jokes she can think of with the crew. Interesting. Although we had sexual harassment training at the Met last oh, week, yeah. which is interesting given all that's happened right. here. Right. And um, that makes sense. You, you're not really sure. Not now. Yeah, yeah, joke. yeah. I think this was different times. It was. It was a different, this really was an interview. This was an interview with her in the '90s, where it actually it seemed more. It was okay. Also, well, also, I think they were a group that all went together. This sure. wasn't like her in new places. Sure. I was nervous for the Cunningham show. That was... You were nervous oh, for the yeah. Cunningham? Oh, yeah. And how did you deal with it? I just did what I could. I didn't, uh, you know... It, had Perry I did become a unitard. It didn't go great, but it went fine. You it know... It went really great. I... What makes me the most nervous is, like, this... It's a kind of obsessive-compulsive thing where I'm like yesterday my voice felt great and or my body felt great and I had all this stuff today I don't feel like I can do it or I'm nervous and it's not where I want it to be mm. and I've realized I think this was actually like a Jesse Norman quote or so, I think that's what I was reading but it's this thing where it's like you have what you have today and your job is to do the best you can with that mm. and that is very comforting to me when I'm nervous I think there's also something really exciting about not knowing what's going to happen yeah because I think I don't know. I mean, my my level of fatigue in terms of even of of watching live art is when I know everything that's going to happen. And I have a lot of those experiences. Yeah. The longer I've seen ballet, theater, performance art, I haven't seen much opera. 
but I, I'm like, I, I know what's going to happen, and then it happens, and then I feel like my time was wasted, honestly. Hmm. So I think there is also this element of of how can it be like life, which is filled with surprises. Hmm. And I think as a performer, that's when I have the most fun, is actually being like, I don't know what's going to happen, even though I made this show. That is exciting. I like that about Akhenaten, because the way Phelim has structured it, like... There are, there are kind of beats that we have to hit, but not really. Mm-hmm. And the relationship and the journey between these things, like there's a lot that changes in every show and we don't really know what it's going to be. And it keeps it like very alive. That's so exciting. It's very exciting. I can't wait to see it. I hope you Do people see drop it. balls and... Well, so the jugglers like have to juggle all of these balls and inevitably someone's going to drop one. Mm. But what, when we were first rehearsing, they would like pick it up quickly and keep going. And Phelan, the director, was like, no, no, no. First of all, that looks lame. Second of all, it's a ritual. If you drop the ball, stop for one phrase of the juggling, kneel down, and worship the dropped ball. So now the jugglers will be like juggling, 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 and then they'll drop one, and they'll go down to their knees and like fold over and do this for like an entire phrase of the juggling. That's good. And then they get up and they like start again and they join back in. Penance I wish that the if they dropped the ball, they'd go, ah! <laughs> but it's an opera, so that's... I know, we'll punctuate it. You know, chance <laughs> operations, queen. Everyone's into chance again these days. Yeah. People really are like, I, I love chance. I do make noises during the opera sometimes because there's like this one really, this really loud section when I die mm-hmm. and they take my daughters away mm-hmm. and I get like very upset. If you ever need anyone to play your daughter, let me know. One of the, <laughs> one of the girls gets sick. Do you ever worry about about a vocal entrance and then you kind of to continue warming up if you're on stage just sort of sing along with the orchestra hum along. oh sure sure oh, okay, sure good. sure okay but what you're saying about this i think this vocalizing you make when you're dying well i bend over and then in very slow motion i i i have to lift my arm from the floor mm-hmm. to the sun toward the mm-hmm. sun and i do it over the course of like four minutes oh god and <laughs> there's a lot else happening on stage, don't worry. But it's very taxing for No, I mean, muscles. that sounded exhausting. It's very exhausting. And I do this kind of like, because I'm like dying uh-huh. and I feel it Over very deeply. Minutes. But uh-huh. it's, yeah, uh-huh. and it happens. But I don't think I can do it during the HD because I think there are mics at the foot of the stage. That they'll hear. Oh, you don't think the main audience can hear it? No, I don't think Philip's never been no. like, oh, oh, Anthony, what, 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 what are you doing? <laughs> no, because there's like, it's a lot happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Anthony, I can't wait to see it. Please come. Tell us. Um, well, everyone, you can find out the dates. It's really easy to find out because it's at the Metropolitan uh, Opera House. Yeah. I, I really want to... say Akhenaten a few times and twerk near your phone and then you'll get Instagram ads for it. Absolutely. <laughs> Akhenaten, Akhenaten, Akhenaten. And... Um, Anthony, we loves you so much. I love you guys can't so wait much. Thanks you for come. having me back. I oh can't wait God. till you come back on about that secret project that I kind of know about now. Ooh, Ooh I don't. Yes, I haven't even gotten there with you, but yes, there are secret projects coming. Excitement. Mm. Well, Anthony, you are our best guest. Is I'm that, so is that not. crazy to say? No, I'm not. <laughs> much better guest. Um, and now, don't, are you from the Northeast? <laughs> this thing of like, no, I'm a tear. I'm awful. I'm, I'm awful. Jewish and Italian, and my level of guilt is through the roof. Well, Italian is like, I'm great. So I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but maybe it's just this thing around like your sexual orientation. We can talk about it later. Okay. Wow. Oh, um, my birthday is in December. So is it? <laughs> what, what day? Seventeenth. 
Okay, so you want me to get you a ticket? Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. I want to have a, another dinner at oh, your house. <laughs> we should have a dinner at my house. More cake. Let's absolutely have your birthday at my house. Thank you. That would be yeah. so great. Yeah. It's the 39th one, which is... Oh. I know. Just so for the end. have to do it because the 40th we would not have at my house. No, it no, It needs no. to be bigger. Or... The 40th happens in a cemetery. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, great. Do you, I'm going to take you guys on a secret tour of the Met and show you things no one's ever seen Thank before. All right, now we're going on a tour. Well, ladies and gentlemen, other, we loves you. We loves you. We loves you. So, hello. I, I did like, not know I what we're talking even, about. I looked like, Jack's I going to tell like I didn't even know we're who you were. We're doing an advertisement for oh, us. episode 11. What? Episode 11 <laughs> of the Dance and Stuff show. I'm literally Princess Alice now. Which is... Oh, the show, the TV show. Our TV show on YouTube. With guest Cola Scola, Aaron, Aaron Markey, Markey me, and Reed. And you should tune in because what we're talking about on it is gratitude. And what you find uh, out is Aaron and I can't recall any. And so are spoon fed by our two Sagittariuses, Cole and Reed. You're welcome. Um, so enjoy it. It's uh, We love these queens and are so honored. Rate, view, subscribe, YouTube. Dance and stuff. Show. <laughs>